Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event. Are you ready? Let's get ready to ramp up your sales. And now the man you've been waiting for. He is the real thriller in Manila. The undisputed, undefeated, reigning, defending, pound for pound, heavyweight, John, the sales machine, Rankins! Ladies and gentlemen, today's guest is a Wharton Business School graduate an award-winning speaker and info marketer. He appears frequently on the Today Show, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox News, talk shows all over the world. And he's actually shared the stage with people like Dr. Oz, Suzanne Summers, five different United States presidents. And he's done it on the biggest stages around the world and the most respected, highest institutions in the world, places like Cambridge, Oxford, the London Stock Exchange, NASDAQ, Mercedes, Porsche, Coca-Cola. He's been to all of those. And I've even had the opportunity to be awarded by him from the Harvard Business Club. This guy is a guy that's not only an innovator, but he's a guy that makes things happen. He actually guides his clients, the organizations and companies he works for to an extremely higher level. And when I talk about in the sales machine, this podcast is all about taking people from ordinary to extraordinary. That defines Clint Arthur. Welcome to the show, Clint. Thank you very much. Great to be with you, man. I love you. It, I love seeing you and I love the work that you do. And I'm excited to share this very urgent message with everyone in your audience because if you don't do the stuff that we're going to talk about today you're going to end up being like everybody else and that's the worst kind of positioning you could possibly have for your career if you want to have more impact influence income if you want to sell more if you want to make more money if you want to make a bigger difference in your world and in the world of your clients and prospects you can't be the same as everybody else you've got to stand out you got to stand above everybody. I totally agree. And, you know, that's why even me understanding the power of marketing and working with you and, you know, learning from you and traveling the world and speaking on stages and putting myself out there. You know, I, I came to realize that there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they just, they have this imposter syndrome or they have these limiting beliefs that hold themselves back. And, you know, even I was guilty of that uh, at an early age. And until I started to learn and from the audiences uh, and the people that I was working with all over the world and even CEOs asking me questions about how to build and scale a sales team or how to get better at marketing, I came to realize that the knowledge I had was priceless to them and it allowed them to scale. And a lot of that is just by following your model and putting myself out there and allowing myself the permission to know that I'm an expert at what I do and how I do it. And it's literally allowed me to create multimillionaires and train tens of thousands of people. And a lot of that psychology was 
working with you, Clint, as far as going on TV and really working on my personal brand. But why don't you tell the audience about your story? I mean, you're a Wharton graduate. It's the highest level business school in the world. What made you break out? Like you said, stand out and uh, take this path to building people's and organizations' brands and taking them to the next level. Okay. After I graduated from Wharton Business School, I chased the Hollywood dream for 13 years. And this is the worst case scenario that anybody can have. Because when you're competing in Hollywood, you're competing against the biggest brand names in the world. Tom Cruise, Nicolas Cage, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Theoretically, I could have been a better actor than any of them, but they would get all the jobs because they were them and I was nobody. And as a result, even after graduating from the best business school in the world, I drove a taxi for six years. That's like the worst case scenario that anybody can have. And that's what's going to happen to you unless you can figure out how do you stand out and above your competition, your customers, and your prospects. Now, the way I figured this all out was I wrote a little book. It was about what I learned at the Wharton Business School. It's called What They Teach You at the Wharton Business School. And I wrote that book because once I became successful in the gourmet food industry, I wanted to share the things that I had learned with my 13-year-old daughter. And she wasn't interested in anything her dad had to say about business or making money then or even now. But I hoped one day she would be interested. So I wrote this book, What They Teach You at the Wharton Business School. And... <laughs> And I wanted to go on TV to promote this book. And I started doing that because that's the only way that I knew to raise my status in the eyes of customers and prospects. I didn't know anything else. I didn't know any other publicity or PR types of things to do. And I started going on TV and I had this theory that if I could get on enough TV, I could break into the national TV shows and the biggest shows on television. And that's exactly what happened. I kept going on local TV, local TV, city after city all around the United States. And then finally, my 57th television appearance was on the Today Show, the number one TV show in America with Brooke Shields interviewing me on New Year's Eve. And that was a, a very big accomplishment in my life. The craziest thing happened is that the day after I went on that show, I woke up and I said to my wife, you know what, honey, I think I'm done drinking. Like by achieving that milestone in my career, that lofty goal that I had never thought I could ever have, but kept after it, I achieved something inside of me that made me able to quit drinking. And wow. that has been a tremendous accomplishment for me. It's really given me a lot more personal power and confidence and has been one of my secrets of success because drinking used to be my favorite hobby. Like if you were to say, what do you like to do in your spare time, Clint? I would say, I like to drink wine and beer and tequila and scotch and get drunk. That's what I would honestly answer. <laughs> but you know, since I stopped drinking, amazingly, instead of drinking from 7 p.m. until 2 a.m., I could be working or at least thinking about stuff. And that's helped me to be a lot more successful in my life. And part of what it helped me to do was to have the courage to do things that I had been dreaming of doing, but hadn't dared to do. For example, I had always wanted to be a speaker at Harvard. And I had kind of figured out how to do it, but I didn't have the courage. 
until I quit drinking. And a lot of people drink for courage. But for me, I got more courage when I wasn't drunk. It was really an interesting thing. And that's how I figured out how to become a speaker at the Harvard Faculty Club and at the Harvard Club of Boston. And from there, I also figured out how to be a speaker at the West Point Military Academy and at all these major corporations and at the stock exchange in London and at the NASDAQ stock exchange in New York City. It really opened up a lot of stuff for me. And that took me to my next thing that I did, which was to start hiring major celebrities to appear at my conferences and events and to take pictures with me and my clients because that's like my favorite kind of marketing. One of the things that I do for clients is arrange for them to get pictures with major celebrities. And I didn't understand it at first. You know, I remember when I first heard about this technique, I, I didn't really understand why would you do that? Isn't that about ego? Like, you know, I, I don't care about these celebrities. Why would I want to get my picture with them? Well, it just so happens that just because you don't care about a celebrity doesn't mean that a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't care about that celebrity. A lot of people do care about these celebrities. People like Dr. Oz or Martha Stewart or uh, John Travolta or Brooke Shields or the most interesting man in the world from the Dos Equis beer commercials or the presidents of the United States. You could say whatever you want about their politics. It really doesn't matter. All that matters is, is that people are really interested in famous people. And when they see you in a photo with a very famous person, it changes the way they look at you. So for example, if you Google my name and look at the image results, you'll see me in photos with all these famous people, Ringo Starr, Mike Tyson, on and on and on. And, and all those presidents, President Bush, Carter, Clinton, Trump, and Joe Biden, I'm, I'm in photos with all of these people, Suzanne Somers, Caitlyn Jenner. And this is my favorite kind of marketing, just being in pictures with famous people. And I'll never forget when I met the Rolling Stones, I said to Mick Jagger, Sir Mick, what's the most important thing you ever learned? He said, you can't always get what you want, but if you try, sometimes you find you get what you need. And, you know, I didn't really want to be in photos with all these people until I realized the power of it. And the first celebrity I hired was the most interesting man in the world at, from the Dos Equis beer commercials. And I wanted, I wanted somebody kind of like that I really cared about, but I needed a familiar face. And he was the face that I hired. And it added a lot to the marketing of that event that I did. And it, made it a much more interesting event and, and really changed my whole trajectory of my career. So look, I've talked to you now about three different kinds of marketing strategies. Going on TV is one, speaking at very important places is two, and then celebrity attachment is three, attaching yourself to these famous people. And in the celebrity attachment, I kind of invented a whole subcategory of that, which I call celebrity storytelling. And that was me telling the little story about meeting Mick Jagger. That's a celebrity story. And that's a subcategory of the celebrity attachment style of market. It's brilliant, especially because, you know, I I was uh, with Brad Lee down in Las Vegas and uh, Nicole Arbor was there and she actually did a presentation. She's an extreme badass in, in marketing herself. And she talked about and put up the statistics on the board that influencers or celebrity marketing actually outperforms ads selling products and services by more than 2000%. So you obviously put connected those dots really, really early on. And, um, 
what impressed me about you is you figured it all out on your own, right? The Wharton Business School, and I, I've seen your book and, and have your book, and, and I know you talked about what Wharton didn't teach you, right? Yeah, they didn't teach you any of this. And I've spoken about it at Harvard Faculty Club at events sponsored by the Entrepreneurship Club of Harvard Business School. I've spoken about it at USC Business School in the Lloyd Grief Entrepreneurial Center of USC's Business School. I asked the professor whose class I spoke at, does anybody ever talk about this stuff? No, not even in Hollywood's top business school do they talk about it. I asked the president of the Entrepreneurship Club of Harvard Business School, do they teach this at Harvard Business School? No, they don't teach this at Harvard Business School. I know they don't teach this at Wharton because I graduated from there and I wrote the book about what they do teach you there. So you're right. I, I did invent a lot of this stuff. And I certainly have taken it far beyond what anybody else has really done with it. Although I was just showing, a, a, you know, I do a weekly mastermind with my students. And on tonight's mastermind, which was right before this Zoom, I was showing a clip from a movie by a very famous comedian in the United States. And at the end of his movie, over the credits, he was doing this stuff. He was showing pictures of himself with famous people. He was showing himself speaking at very important places. He was showing awards. That's the, the fourth thing that I do with and for clients is arrange for them to win awards, to recognize them, to provide recognition from an outside source that they are somebody special. And he also has best-selling products. And the fifth strategy that I use is best-selling books. Now, I wrote about this extensively in my book called Celebrity Entrepreneurship. And in the beginning of that book, I talked about the greatest celebrity entrepreneur of all time. His name was Arnold Copelson. He was a movie producer. My best friend in college was his son. He produced a little movie called Platoon, which won Best Picture from the Academy Awards in 1986, 87. And he had a best-selling movie. And then he, because of that best-selling movie, Platoon, he went on to produce a whole bunch of other movies like that you might have heard of, like The Fugitive with Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones and The Devil's Advocate with Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves and Falling Down with Michael Douglas and another one called Seven with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman and then another one called Eraser with Arnold Schwarzenegger, which was a $100 million movie that he produced for Warner Brothers. He was the king of Hollywood and nobody has ever heard of him. I know nobody listening to this podcast has ever heard of Arnold Copelson before, but that just shows you the power of if you do these five things, if you speak at very important places, if you hang out with, get photos and tell stories about celebrities, if you uh, go on TV, win awards and have best-selling products or books, then you can go on to become even the king of Hollywood. Yeah, that's fantastic. And so, you know, I, I love the way that you distinguish and you've connected the dots. You know, I talk, uh, you know, I, I do a lot of training and I work with a lot of CEOs and we provide software as a service to them. And I'm always consistently looking for a better way to empower people, right? To go from ordinary to extraordinary. Like you said, you got to stand out. For me, there's four kinds of of sense or intelligence. One is nonsense, right? Which uh, most of the world lives in talking about gossip or just nonsense, things that really don't matter, right? And I'm not having a go at academics, 
or people who are in the academic world. However, a lot of them have academic sense. So they have the theory, you know, the institutions put out the educational syllabus, right? But they don't really get it what's happening in the real world. It's they have the academic sense and they have knowledge and they know it, but they really cannot demonstrate it. And then there's people with common sense and common sense people are the ones that are able to rise above and make things happen regardless of the situation, regardless of if there's chaos, there's confusion. The people with common sense can get shit done. But then there's people like you. And these people are what I call people that have uncommon sense, right? They not only figure it out, but they figure it out not only to help themselves, but to help others. And that's what I've seen you do. And I know that you actually spent time actually uh, presenting Tony Robbins for his 60th birthday. There's a lot of milestones you've had along the way where people connect to you to say, hey, Clint, not only do I love what you're doing and how you're doing it for others, but I'd be honored for you to do something for me, right? And so I see it as you just serving the greater good. And that's really uncommon sense that where you've taken it and how you've taken it to not only help the individual, but organizations. So I know I met you at CNN in, uh, it was in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. In in Georgia, right? The funny thing is that like they just, CNN just closed that headquarters building today. No way. Yeah. Yeah. That today was like the last day of their broadcasting from that building. And you're right. We did do work together at CNN Center in Atlanta. And that was back in 2015. Yeah. And I remember, I remember you were working with a bunch of doctors that really needed, you know, your expertise in growing their marketing because they had struggled with their actual practices, actually monetizing them and getting their word out. And I remember you're so generous with your time because I hadn't even engaged you yet. And you're like, John, I know you're in Georgia. If you're in Georgia, I'm in CDN headquarters. Just come on down. And, you know, I want the listeners to hear about that because you were so generous with your time, right? You didn't even care about the money, right? You were just like, get on down here. You had already helped me make my a book, the Life Mastery Playbook, which is similar. I, I did it for my son, like you did yours for your daughter, right? And you're so generous with your time, and you've helped so many people. Can you talk a little bit about what you've done for doctors and or other individuals to scale their brand? Because I want the audience to know the power of what's real and relevant right now and how they can stand out. Okay. You spoke earlier about syllabus, the academic syllabus that they present. And, you know, I am a teacher. I do teach people how to do stuff. The main difference is, is that A lot of the people who are like me, they call themselves mentors or coaches, and what they do is they teach you a syllabus, but it's not really what they do. The difference between me and most of the people like me is that I do what I actually teach because these are the things that really make a difference. They actually move the needle now, and I don't know what else you can do besides going on TV or being a VIP speaker at very important places and with very important people and getting these pictures and stories with major celebrities and winning awards and having best-selling books. I don't know what else you could really do 
that's going to make a big difference besides those things. And I arrange for people to do those things. If you want to be a speaker, I have events coming up at the National Academy of Medicine in Mexico City and the Mexico City Stock Exchange in February. And then I've got an event at NASA coming up in June of 2024. And uh, I have events at various chambers of commerce in different cities like Houston or Mexico City. And I even have events coming up at other stock exchanges in the United States and other medical venues. And these are the things that doctors find particularly helpful is going on TV to position yourself as an expert on TV. Nothing, nothing gives you that kind of credibility more than being on ABC, NBC, CBS, or Fox, other than speaking at very important places like the National Academy of Medicine in Mexico City or at the New York Academy of Medicine or other places like that. And what I have found is that I do these things for me. And because I want them for me and my career, other people want them too. Now, when you started this interview, you introduced me and you read my biography. You asked me to send you a biography and I sent you my bio. And then you read a lot of what I sent you. That's called marketing. The purpose of a biography is to make the subject of that biography sound interesting, appealing, somebody you should want to listen to. And that's why I've worked for these last 10 years to construct a biography, a bio that people can read when they're introducing me for an interview that will hopefully catch someone's attention. And if you've been listening to this interview thus far, and if you think this is interesting, then the bio worked and the storytelling and marketing that we've been doing in this interview is working too. And all of this is an example of the power of what I teach. Yeah, branding and marketing. And I love that you demonstrated it. And I remember the first time I met you was actually at the Traffic and Conversion Summit in LA, right? And you were there represented some best-selling authors and you, like a lot of other vendors, had actually set up a vendor booth actually demonstrating that power of marketing. And I was immediately attracted by, you know, what you were doing with all of these different individuals, right? And yet you also were an, a best-selling author. You also could demonstrate, you know, I, I've coached and trained tens of thousands of people running a brick and mortar business. I mean, direct sales, skincare, car care, software in countries all around the world. And never before have I ever seen someone who like me could demonstrate the value and actually do what they said they could do. Right. And a lot of people say, Oh, I know that. Oh, I know that. Oh, I know that. Then demonstrate it. If you know it. I mean, I was doing, I was in a sales meeting earlier this morning, right? We're launching another software and I was in there demonstrating the power of compounding and how these people can scale and go from ordinary to extraordinary. And I love that you help people do that. And it's almost like it's an unfair advantage, right? Because you did crack the code. And so, you know, anybody that's a financial advisor out there, anybody that's a business advisor or a mentor, how valuable would it be for you to be with Clint at the New York Stock Exchange? I mean, what kind of credibility would that give your branding, your marketing? How would that like Clint says, elevate your bio, 
allow you to stand out. Because if you're out there marketing yourself and all of your competitors are marketing themselves, but you're not doing anything differently, then what's going to set you apart? Well, having spoken at the New York Stock Exchange or having pictures with authorities, celebrities, people can talk shit all they want. And a lot of people do. But let's be honest, folks. If I'm looking up different financial advisors, mentors, and you are aligned as an authority speaking at these institutions that are the authority, that's the unfair advantage. That's what Clint Arthur does, right? In a nutshell, he gives you an unfair advantage and it's helped me. It's helped the sales machine. It's helped my Optimo business. It's helped me become a number one best-selling author. And it's just incredible. So at the Sales Machine Podcast, we're all about what can people do that's real, relevant, and create results right now in their marketing. And you already talked about those five, and it's been genius. What do you think the steps are for people to understand this if they're running an organization, not just an individual, right? Because you don't just work with individuals. I know I've, I went to a couple of your events. You allow organizations to scale. Speaking to them out there that are struggling, right? Because, you know, I know there's two types of business right now, the quick and the dead and the people that aren't marketing and out there standing out. Those are the ones that are going to be in the graveyard. So what would you say the steps that these organizations can take that gives them an unfair advantage? Okay. First of all, I want to blow your mind by saying different is better than better. If you can be different in the eyes of your customers and prospects, this was a lesson that we learned from the most interesting man in the world from the Dos Equis beer commercials at the Harvard Faculty Club. He told us the story of how he got picked to be the guy who got eight years of $3 million a year to be the actor who portrayed the most interesting man in the world. Do the math on that. That's $24 million. And how did he do it? He took off one sock. He was outside for the cattle call and all these younger, better looking guys who looked kind of like him were auditioning against him. And he said, how am I going to stand out from all these younger, better looking guys who look basically like me? And he said, I'm going to take off one sock. So he was the guy with two shoes and one sock. And you could say whatever you want. I like the first guy better. I like the third guy better. But you know who I like better? I like the guy with one sock better. And everybody knew who they were talking about. So he proved to us that day that different is better than better. And that's why when you are going up against a whole bunch of other financial advisors or other doctors, if you can be different in a way that makes you better, and unfortunately or fortunately, however you look at it, it's not fair, but people look at celebrities as being the highest status of anybody these days. If you're famous, you're better. You must be better. That's why you're famous, unless you're arrested for murder. And that's not, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about making yourself appear to be famous by using these celebrity marketing techniques. So if you could be different than your competition by appearing to be a celebrity or hanging out with lots of celebrities or doing celebrity stuff, being different is better than being better because it's easier to prove that you're different than it is to prove that you're better. Now, the question about organizations, think about what would Apple Computer be without Steve Jobs? They had another CEO for many years. His name was John Scully. Who's that? Nobody's really ever heard of him unless you're a marketing student. 
like I was at the Wharton Business School. I knew who John Scully was. He was the president of Pepsi-Cola and they brought him over to become the president of, uh, of Apple Computer. But he didn't do anything for Apple because he wasn't famous. Steve Jobs added a certain celebrity luster to Apple Computer that made it what it is today. And so what I would say to any organization, any company that has a CEO, if you're not the Steve Jobs of your company, then my question to you is, why aren't you? Why don't you have a personal brand that you build and develop and use as a weapon in the marketing arsenal for your company so that it's not just the company that's being marketed, it's you. There was another very famous CEO of a company. His name was Lee Iacocca. He was the CEO of Chrysler. And he became famous in automotive history because he created the Mustang for Ford. And that's why Chrysler hired him because he was famous. He created the Mustang. And when Chrysler hired him, they brought him in when Chrysler was like, they were one of the worst automotive companies there was. But when they brought in Lee Iacocca, they were dying. And they brought in Lee Iacocca and Lee Iacocca single-handedly revived Chrysler on the strength of his own personal brand as the guy who created the Mustang for Ford. So that's what's possible with a firm. And you know, you're right. You're either thriving or you're dying in today's marketing environment. And if you're not investing in marketing in, in the tough times, the, the best time to invest in marketing is during the tough times when people are pulling back, when people are afraid to invest. And now is a tough economic time. And that's the best time for you to be gaining market share and gaining advantage, unfair competitive advantage over your competition. And by positioning yourself as somebody very special in the eyes of clients and prospects. And what we like to call that kind of special is celebrity special. Yeah. And today, you know, there's so much information out there. So, and there's so many different choices, more choices than there's ever been in the history of the world with all the different social media channels as well, as well as the media. And if you're not standing out, people have so many other choices. And to me, that just speaks for the brand. If you have a brand in no time in history, has there ever been a better opportunity to take your company or organization to the next level than by being the example of someone who can demonstrate it. And that's what Steve Jobs could do. And he mesmerized people when he would go on stage and said, you know, we're going to get rid of this stylus, right? Because it was already invented a long time ago. It's called a finger, right? You can navigate anything, connect the dots with the hardware, the software. And you know what? We don't need to make things very complicated. So he, he had a lot of uncommon sense as well. In no time in the history of the world have... CEOs of companies become icons and celebrities. They are celebrities. Elon Musk is a celebrity. Jeff Bezos is a celebrity. Gary Vee is a celebrity. So having a platform or someone like Clint that can provide that platform for you can turn decades into days or allow you to avoid the graveyard because unless you stand out, then you're just like everybody else where, and you, you defined it, Clint different is better than better. Amen. Now look, Steve jobs was actually a great speaker. There was a book written called the performance secrets of Steve jobs, big best-selling book. Amazingly one night I woke up in January, 2016. I was at one of my mastermind meetings that I was a member of. I woke up at two o'clock in the morning in January 
and of 2016 and I had this idea, The Performance Secrets of Donald Trump. And I wrote that book in two days. And by having that book as a published book on Amazon, I wrote it in two days. I made it a best-selling book. And I was on 10 national and international TV appearances as a result of that book. Now, I would say that Donald Trump was a better performer than even Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was an amazing performer, but look what going on TV and speaking in arenas and on big stages did for the career of Donald Trump. As a speaker, he was getting paid a million dollars just to show up. It took him to the highest level job in the world, president of the United States. And maybe you're not a speaker on that caliber. Maybe you're intimidated by the idea of being a speaker. You, the listener that, that's listening right now, don't let that get in the way because what I have figured out is that just positioning you as a speaker at these very important places, speaking at the stock exchange or at the Academy of Medicine in Mexico City or in New York or ha having the photos with these famous people, all you really have to do is show up and just talk for a few minutes and... I will give you training. I'll train you on how to be a better speaker. I'll teach you tricks that I use all the time that will make you 100% of a better speaker in just a couple of hours. I, I know all the tricks to use, but you don't have to really worry about being a great speaker. It's the positioning of being a speaker, the photos and the videos of you speaking at these places, which gives you the positioning in the eyes of your clients and prospects. That's what's really important, not that you're an amazing speaker, but the more speaking you do on TV, on stages, on interviews like this, the more speaking you do, the better you get and the more you're going to be able to just walk into any room under any circumstances and talk to anyone about anything and walk out with money. And that's what really this is all about, having more impact, influence and income as a result of being able to just walk into any situation and turn it to your advantage. Boom. How many of you would like more impact, influence, and income as an individual or as an organization? You know, I so resonate with that, especially because, you know, I went on to speak all over the world, too. I mean, beyond the Harvard, I was speaking in Japan, right? And this was early on in my career, right? Like 15 years ago, I got invited to teach my sales strategy and structure of building an organization to the CEOs of Panasonic, Sony, Fujitsu, all these big, big organizations. And when I went there, you know, I just bought a $2,000 Zanya suit, you know, in my mind, I was dressed to the nines and I was being paid a lot of money to be there. And I was just on top of the world. And I went out there confident knowing that I know what I talk about and not promoting anything that I don't, because for me, I will only speak about what I can demonstrate. And a minute in, one minute in, the CEO of Sony stood up and this guy just berated me in Japanese, right? And I had a translator there and they were translating back to me and he started berating me like, you know, who are you? Why should I listen to you? What am I going to learn from you? You look like one of my average salespeople, right? And I'm like, wow. Well, you definitely cannot learn anything from me or for that matter, anyone else. Because if you're not open to learning, no one's going to be able to add value to you ever. And what I know is I'm not here to impress you. 
I'm here to serve you. And he sat down and every other CEO in that room stood up and gave me a standing ovation. And the truth is, the truth is, Clint, I was so excited, but I was so nervous because in my mind, I thought these guys, because they're academics and they have this thing called a college degree, were more qualified than I was. Yet I was an entrepreneur had, who had ran a successful business for 15 years. I had 1,500 people in my organization, yet I was still nervous. So yeah. I walked off that stage and the distinction I had that day blew my mind because I came off that stage and said, wow, when in service, never nervous. So that's good. I like that. when people just come to serve and when you're out there and you, if you go to, and work and you should go to work with Clint, let me tell you, I mean, leaps and bounds, I was able to grow and be more confident in any environment. I don't care if it's celebrity environment, government officials, world leaders, doesn't matter. They're just people have a conversation and come from service. Don't go in looking to get something. Go in looking to give something, folks. And that's when you'll elevate your brand to an entirely new level and do it with Clint. Hey, a couple of things I got to address. I know we're getting towards the end of this, but I really want to talk on this. Number one, none of what I talk about is theory. I only talk about stuff that I know. I, and most of the stuff is stuff that I invented or made up myself. So it's easy for me to talk for four days at one of my seminars or conferences without any notes, because I know exactly what I'm talking about because I invented it. And I'm not talking about theory. I'm only talking about real stuff that I know that actually works for me and many of my clients. And then you probably know this client, Leisha West. Remember Leisha West? She was a uh, Marine, a US Marine. And she's a financial advisor. And she came to some of my events at Harvard and West Point and at these events, I introduced her to the most interesting man in the world and to Buzz Aldrin, the astronaut who walked on the moon. And I introduced her to Martha Stewart, you know, and she got to work with all of these people at my events. And then she met a bunch of older, wealthy, professional athletes like Pete Rose and others who were very famous Hall of Fame members, professional athletes. And she told me that it was me introducing her to these older, wealthy people at my events, these major celebrities. And you spoke about this earlier. You said, you know, there's people who say, well, I could do that. And then there's people who say, I did do that. And there's a big difference between knowing that you could and having actually done it. And when you hang out with actual rich, older people, and in my case, the rich, older people that I hang out with generally are famous celebrities, international superstars, presidents of the United States. When you hang out with those people, it makes it a lot easier for you to be comfortable hanging out with other older, wealthy people who aren't super famous. Like they're just older and wealthy. And so it's a lot easier to hang out with them and to enroll them as clients and to be able to talk to them in a way that's persuasive and not be nervous talking to them because 
you've already been talking with older wealthy people who are very famous. So it's easy to talk to a person who's just older and wealthy and not famous. So these are some of the concepts that I wanted to address before we wrap this up. And the thing that I think is most important is that you have to speak from your place of really knowing what, what the hell you're talking about. And if you do speak from that place, like when I was on the Today Show, okay, they said something to me, it was Brooke Shields. She goes, that sounds scary. And I go, yeah, when it's scary is when it's great. And I didn't really know where that came from. I had never said that before. It just came from inside of me somewhere. And today I host a lot of my seminars at my villa in Mexico. And I remember when I was writing the big check, you know, the seven figure check for my villa in Mexico, it was pretty scary. It really was because there were a lot of people, some of whom might even be on this call right now, who thought I was crazy for buying a villa in Mexico for all that kind of money. But, you know, it turned out to be a really great thing because we host a lot of our conferences and events at the villa where we have our butler and our gourmet chef who I've trained to produce gastronomic, gourmet, gluten-free, sugar-free food the way I like it to my standards. And I have super high gastronomic standards. And, you know, we're able to deliver a, a quality of experience for people that's a celebrity quality of experience that you really can't get any other place. And it's all based on the work you've done and how, what you've demonstrated, what's possible, putting yourself out there, putting a book out there, getting yourself on shows. And now that you're doing it for other people, before we even started this, you know, we were having a conversation and I love what you said. And I want to end with that besides obviously sending people your way. But when we first jumped on the call, just having a conversation as you do, right? As we do, you talked about, you know, it's great to be on here. And I, I love that you're doing what you're doing, John, with the sales machine. But ultimately, if we're going to talk about marketing, I want to just allow people to understand, right? Sales is challenging, but when you do the right marketing and brand positioning, it's a whole different ball game. You want to talk about that? Your goal as a marketer is to have a person show up for a sales appointment, predisposed to buy. You want them to already be decided they want to buy. Your marketing has to answer all the objections and position you as such a top authority, such a celebrity in the eyes of your clients and prospects so that when they show up at the call, their goal is to get you to allow them to buy you. You want the prospect to say, oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm meeting with Clint Arthur and I'm going to hire him if I can. I don't know how much it's going to cost. I know it's somewhere between $5,000 and $100,000. I don't know whatever it's going to be. I want it. And hopefully he'll want to take me on as a client. And if you do the marketing correctly, that's exactly what you get. You get a client or prospect who is predisposed to buy you at top dollar and they're excited to do it. And that's really the key. That's the key to it all. Because if the person is not excited to buy, they're not going to buy. That's the real defining difference between being a celebrity in the eyes of clients and prospects and being a nobody in the eyes of clients and prospects. If you're a nobody, they're not really excited to do business with a nobody and they won't. But if you're somebody, then they will. Now, you mentioned Tony Robbins earlier. Yes, I donated $25,000 to Tony Robbins' favorite charity so that I could be the host of his birthday party for his 60th birthday. And I say that not to impress you, 
But I, I want to bring you back to the fact that I drove a taxi for six years. Okay. And when I was driving that taxi, I bought Tony Robbins' Personal Power 2 tape set. And I couldn't afford to get the CDs because the CDs were $30 more than the cassette tapes. And I didn't have that much available credit on my last credit card. But I put that cassette tape set on the credit card and began my personal transformation journey because I knew if I was ever going to get out of taxi driving, it was going to be me that had to change. And ultimately, this all comes back down to you because another one of my great mentors is Oprah Winfrey. And I said, Oprah, what's the most important thing you ever learned? And she said, you are responsible for your own success. Luckily, when I was a taxi driver, I knew that I was responsible for my own success. And I knew that I was the one who had to change. And that's why I invested the $139 in personal power to cassette tapes so that I could begin the journey of transforming me into a better version of me. And today I'm able to go up to Tony Robbins and tell him that story. And he gave me a big hug and a kiss on the cheek. And he said, I'm so happy for you, brother. I'm so happy everything worked out for you. And I said, Tony, what's the most important thing you ever learned? And he said, life is happening for us. And I really do believe that life is happening for us. Even, even in the most difficult circumstances, you know, like during the pandemic, that was difficult for everybody, but it really did work out to be one of the best things that ever happened to me. You said to me when we hopped on this video conference, you know, are you turning the clock backwards or something like that? I'm living a better life in, in Mexico. I have less stress. I'm taking better care of myself. I'm eating better. I'm working out at the gym. Life happened for me. And I really do believe Tony's philosophy. And if you know who Tony is now, that, that's the really fascinating thing is like, we assume that everybody knows who Tony Robbins is, but that's not really true. Not everybody knows who Tony Robbins is. And, and for those of you on this call who know who Tony Robbins is, this may be surprising for you, but I'm going to play you this little video right now. I ask people this question all the time. I ask them this question. Here, we'll start it again. I showed you his picture. You hey, do you know who Tony Robbins is? Yeah. I showed you his picture. You recognize him? No. You thought you knew who he was, right? You have no idea. No, I actually don't. I thought he was an actor. He's not an actor. No. No. Okay. 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 And I, I can show you. Here's another one. Hey, who Tony Robbins is? Do you? No. Do you know who he is? Do you know who Tony Robbins is? No. How about you? You know who no. he is? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. I can show you many of these videos. I'll only show you one more because you may be thinking, well. Those are just people who work in Starbucks. That's obviously the wrong demographic. And you're right. It is the wrong demographic. Here's one, another one. What do you think of Tony Robbins? Do you know who he is? Who fucks that guy? No, really. Do you know who he is? you know who he is? See, not everybody knows who Tony Robbins is. But if you do know who he is, then you understand why I donated $25,000 to his favorite charity so I could host his 60th birthday party because he means a lot to me. And like I was excited to do that. And that's what you need. You need to be a celebrity in the eyes of clients and prospects. Tony Robbins is nobody. He's, he's not famous. He's not a celebrity. That's why he, he had a TV show called Breakthrough with Tony Robbins. And it had six episodes on NBC and was off the air. But then you get another person like the Reverend Joel Osteen and... A lot more people know who he is. He is a multiple New York Times bestselling author. He's on NBC New York every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. 
And he is a real genuine famous person. And, you know, that's why I do events with Joel Osteen. And my, I got an event coming up with Joel in, in June. So, you know, he's a, an actual celebrity, whereas Tony is not really. This is Reverend Joel Osteen. He's a real celebrity. Tony is really Correct. not. Because he's Tony, always out there. Tony's a, a huge influencer. That's what I, I would say Tony is. I call him a celebrity entrepreneur like Arnold Copelson. See, Arnold Copelson, the producer of Platoon, nobody's ever heard of him, but the people who are the movie stars in Hollywood knew who he was, and their agents and managers knew who he was, and the studio heads knew who he was. His clients and prospects knew who he was. He was a celebrity entrepreneur, and Tony Robbins has the exact same thing. Anybody who's a prospect or a client for Tony Robbins thinks that he's God. And the other people in the world don't know who he is. And I'm here to tell you, I'm maybe one one thousandth as famous as Tony Robbins. But to my clients and prospects, I'm somebody special enough that they pay me between five and $100,000 to be my client. And they're excited to work with me because not only do they think that I'm somebody, but they also know that I I guarantee my results, that I deliver, that I over deliver, and that they're going to have a fun time doing fun things with me that's going to change their lives and allow them to have more impact, influence, and income. And that's what this is all about. Absolutely. It's all about selling without selling, folks. If you are an individual, if you're an entrepreneur, if you run an organization, you have to understand selling without selling is positioning yourself as that authority. And just like Clint said, there's five things that you can do that are real relevant and you can actually implement right now in your business. And I'm going to let him re-describe all of those five different things so that you can implement because how you are unlike others, I always talk about how are you unlike others is exactly what Clint is talking about when he says different is better than better. If you are unlike others, then that is your unfair advantage, but you have to take it to the next level. So Clint, Real quick, what are those five things they can do that are real relevant right now and they can actually reach out to you and you can walk them step by step, little by little to actually do it regardless if they have fears or not? Number one, going on TV. Boom. Boom. Number two, speaking at very important places. Boom. Number three, hanging out with, getting photos with, and telling stories about celebrities. Boom. Story selling. Celebrity story selling. And then number four, winning awards. Boom. And number five, writing best-selling books, making your book into a bestseller. Boom. It's coming soon, folks. It's called The Sales Machine. In alignment with the podcast, a smart patent-pending framework, sales, marketing, accountability, retention, and training all in one. Boom. Thanks for joining us, Clint. You are an amazing man. You've been a mentor and a friend I appreciate you, and I look forward to joining you at one of your events in the near future. Hey, man, that'll be great. I look forward to having you, man. Come to Mexico in February. It'll be really fun. Viva Mexico. Viva Mexico. Gracias. That's right. That's a wrap, folks. Thanks for joining me today. And if you got value from this episode, do me a favor. Like, subscribe, and refer a friend. And if you want even more value, go to thesalesmachine.com 
click on resources and there's tons of resources there to increase profits and drive performance in your business. Right on, right on, come on.